them at the Piggly Wiggly in Wanakee, Wisconsin, she said. It took me a moment to register that she'd said her husband was the reason she was here. Maud's eyes glazed over a bit as she lost herself in the memory, as if she were no longer here and now, but had magically slid back in time to Wanakee, Wisconsin, and was standing in a Piggly Wiggly grocery store. Even the tenor of her voice changed. It was just a breath above a whisper, and she spoke slowly as she continued. We'd both been married and widowed, but I didn't know that at first. No, the first time I saw him, he was simply a man standing in the produce section looking lost. I hadn't planned on going shopping that day, but I'd had a hankering for apple crisp— I hadn't made it forever because it's no fun to cook for just one. But I stopped at the store on a whim. It was as if meeting Bertie was meant to be, as if we were meant to fall in love and start a new chapter of our lives together. You see, there he was, standing by the apples, as if he were just waiting for me. I watched as she came back to the present with regret. If she could... She'd have stayed at the Piggly Wiggly on that day so long ago. I could almost smell the apples and hear the shopping carts rattling in the background as she smiled shyly at the stranger, her birdie. But there was no staying in the past. The present weighed so heavily that it only allowed her that brief respite of visiting with that cherished memory. Maud looked around the waiting room, as if hoping to see that long-ago moment. Birdie and I... We both had lost someone, and we realized that we couldn't go back. But we could make a new start. We could start again together. We both felt the pain of losing someone we loved, but we found joy in a new beginning with each other. She leaned closer and whispered, Fifteen years we've been together, day in and day out. I don't know what I'll do if I lose him. I'm not sure I'm strong enough to start over for a third time. She gave a small hiccup as she made the confession. I leaned closer and hugged her, even though hugging strangers wasn't something I usually did. But I realized that Maud wasn't really a stranger. I might have just met her, but I knew her because I understood her pain. I wasn't sure how I'd start over if I lost Gray. It didn't make sense, of course, but there it was. You'll do what needs to be done, I told her. That's all any of us can do, what needs to be done. We can't look too far ahead. Sometimes it's easier to simply put one foot in front of the other, take one step at a time, and don't think too much about what's around the next corner. Yes, she said. That's all I can do. I just need to take one step at a time and not borrow trouble. In that moment, she made her decision. Her birdie was here, and she was trusting he'd be okay. I hope you have many more years together, I said. And she asked, When did you meet your husband? This was an easy question to answer. I'd told the story of our meeting so many times in the past that I was pretty sure I'd lost the actual memory somewhere in the story of the memory. I met Gray first day of kindergarten. I remember walking to the door of the classroom. The room smelled of crayons and glue, and it was loud. 
I was holding my mother's hand as I looked inside. The room seemed so big and it was filled with strangers. I remember feeling so small. My mom kissed me, told me to be good, and then left. I cried as she disappeared down the hall. But Gray walked over, put his arm around me, and told me, It's okay, I'm here. And it was okay. He was there all through school, first as my best friend, and later. Now I dipped my toes in the past, back in a time when he was my everything, just as I was his. How simple things had been back in school. I knew who I was, and I knew what I wanted. Back then, I'd been Gray's Addie, and he was all I wanted. They'll both be just fine, my new friend said. Maud patted my leg. After we met at the grocery store, Bertie took me to dinner at the diner.